Hey, what up? It is the Incredible Halt Podcast. This is the Thanksgiving edition. Uh, as promised, I was going to do a couple uh, different types of podcasts this week as I'm off and have plenty of time to create, so I'm taking full advantage of that. So the fire is going. The dogs are gathered around the fire. I've got a pretty decent handle on Thanksgiving dinner. So let's do this thing. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Robert raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. All right, it is the Incredible Hulk Podcast. It is Thanksgiving morning, or whatever time you're listening to this, we are making this at Thanksgiving morning. It's early enough that no one uh, is running around making a whole bunch of noise, so I figured it's a perfect time to get this stuff down. And I know a lot of what you're consuming today will be talking about giving thanks. And today is certainly a part, uh, today's podcast, I should say, is certainly a part of how to give thanks and what to give thanks for. But I want to talk to the three groups of people that I feel celebrate a day like today. Person one is super excited because the day is full of friends and family. I will put myself squarely in that category. The second person is bummed because their day is filled with friends and more specifically family. Or maybe you are somebody who feels alone um, and the holidays tend to exacerbate the feeling of being alone uh, and working through that. Who I want to talk to today though is category number two. Um, The second group that I would say is seemingly void of gratitude, or they don't want to go to Thanksgiving because of the stress or the arguments or the drama of your family. And in a second, I'm going to read you a list that might frame today and perhaps maybe all the holidays for the rest of your life a little bit differently, and then read a letter written by Ryan Holiday, who's one of my favorite people to study and uh, has clearly put... um, stoicism back on the map and made it a thing that people can easily understand, which is always difficult for the idea of being stoic or following any sort of stoic philosopher. We'll do both of those things. But before I do that, uh, I want to do a couple things. I want you to think really hard why you're not happy to do whatever you're going to do today. I want you to do this because if you can't put into words what you're feeling or why you're acting like this, uh, it might be time for you to start by doing that exercise. Because I, I think sometimes there are people that seek misery or seek drama or seek both because it's easy to be miserable. It's easy to be cynical. It's easy to be judgmental, catty, or whatever word you want to use. It's, it's the easier choice. The tougher choice is to lean into empathy, lean into joy, and lean into enthusiasm, which feels counterproductive. It feels like if you, and you're probably screaming at your phone right now or your car or whatever saying, well, you know, being happy is easy. And I would say, no, no, it's not. It's, it's an active choice that you have to do every single day that you get up. Every moment of the day, you have to pick happiness or pick joy. And that also seems a little bit cliche. It seems a little bit ends up on an Instagram card of some sort, but it's, it's the actuality because maybe just maybe either the choices you're making for a day like today, which to me is my favorite day of the year, there is nothing. And I mean, nothing I love more than having a house full of people 
uh, the warmth that they bring, the joy that they bring, the energy that they bring, and then making a meal and sharing it. And I know I've talked on this podcast before about what we used to call neighbor dinners. And on Sundays, we would get together with everybody in the neighborhood and share a meal. And in some cases, I would make the entire meal. In some cases, I would just make part of the meal, depending on what we were doing and how excited I was for doing that thing. Or quite honestly, how complicated it is. If it's burgers and fries, like I'll just do that. Just come over and hang out, right? Um, But... There are people, and you might be one of them, that today terrifies the crap out of you because you don't want to go to your family's house or you don't want to run around and do all of that stuff. And I would say this is the time, friends, to change the way that you approach not only Thanksgiving, not only today, not only Christmas, not only the holidays, but all of these things how you approach all of these things. And so a week ago, James Altucher, he wrote this blog post um, that centered around the type of people who fall into the crappy, what he calls the crappy person checklist. And I want to read it to you because I think understanding that if you say yes to any of the things that I'm going to read, these people you should not hang out with. These people, as Rob Bell would say, you need to love from afar. Just love them from afar because they're bad for you. They either do bad things to your psyche, they do bad things to your mental state, they do bad things to your energy, love them from afar. And that's a big step, I think, and why I like this list so much, to moving your life in the direction of happy. Because you may know a person, or you may be one of these people, that you get up every day and you say to yourself, you have this self-talk and I self-talk to myself all of the time. And, and that's either a blessing or a curse, depending on the, the mood I'm in. But you're one of these people that you get up every day and go, why does that guy have the promotion? Why does that girl drive that car? Why does that girl date that guy? Why, 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 and why not me? And I will tell you why not you. It's because that's the conversation that you're having in your head. Instead of, and look, this is super difficult and it's taken me years. And it's a constant struggle. Taken me years to look at the world quite this way. And look at what people have as joyful for them and celebrate what they have and do your own thing. Go do your thing. Sure, your neighbor may have, maybe you're a car person, you know, maybe your neighbor has whatever, a 1988 Corvette and you've always wanted one. And I apologize to Corvette fans if I picked a year that they didn't actually make the Corvette. I apologize for that. But let's pretend that 1988 is a year that they made a Corvette and you're super jealous of that. What if you were super excited for that person to have a 1988 Corvette and celebrated the fact that you get to be around this miraculous car and maybe you could use that car as your motivation to step out and do your thing, whatever that thing is. And that takes a lot of work to shift that mindset, to go from I'm super jealous that my neighbor has a bigger house, better car, hunkier husband. It's an awesome word, hung here. Uh, more gorgeous wife, better behaved kids, whatever it is, turn it. Turn it into something different. But before we get to turning it into something different, which is where Ryan Holiday's piece focuses, I want to go through this checklist. And I want you to be very serious about this as we're going through the holidays because the holidays, should, whatever holiday you're celebrating, the idea behind them is that they should be joyful. The feeling I'm feeling right now, I wish everybody felt every day of the year. I cannot even wait. If I could figure out a way to do Thanksgiving and start it at 8.30 in the morning and go till midnight, 
believe me, I would do it because that's how I, I could get people to be like, yeah, we'll hang out all day and we'll start with breakfast and go to a light dinner and then we'll do this Thanksgiving thing. I would do that. I would do that. I love that. I love the idea of that. And maybe you guys have inspired me to figure out how to do Thanksgiving breakfast into light snacking into Thanksgiving dinner. Um, okay, but let's get to this checklist because what James Altucher wrote, and I've sent it to a couple of people and they've been extremely thankful that they either didn't know who James was or don't subscribe to his blog, so they didn't get this thing, but thankful that he wrote it and that I was able to share it with them. And I'm hoping I could do the same thing for you. And so this is the checklist. And remember, if you check yes to any of these on any person in your life, it's time to move on. It's time to, again, as Rob Bell says, it's time to love them from afar. Checklist item number one. Do you feel bad or anxious after you spend time with them? Are you more often than not arguing with them? Do they put you down in a way that's destructive and not constructive? Do they try and limit your opportunities? Do they try and isolate you from your other friends or family? Do they resent your successes in a way or try and compete with your successes instead of of celebrate you as a friend? Do they not listen to you as much as you listen to them? Do they Add drama to your life instead of remove drama. What is that drama? And understand where that drama comes from and what it is and whether or not it's real. There's people in your life that come over and they just bring. I was listening to, I think it was, I actually think it was a James Altucher podcast. And he had an actor on and they were talking about uh, people who come into auditions. And he was calling these two types of people pig pen and Elvis dust. And the idea of pig pen is these people come in and they bring all of their baggage and all of their drama. And they not only bring the whole room down, but they blow the audition and don't get the role. And then they walk around doing the thing that I just said 10 minutes ago, which is like, why not me? Why didn't I get that? Well, you didn't get the job because you came in with all of this other, all of these excuses as to why this thing wasn't going to work. And guess what? It didn't work. You have those people in your life and you have those people in your life. They bring that stuff into your room into your house, into your place of work, into your car, wherever. And when we talk about the Elvis dust, these are the people that come in, they bring everybody up. Everybody feels better by having them around. Those are the people that you need to point towards and go towards. If they add drama to your life instead of remove drama, they are on this list, friends. Do you get so busy with their life that you forget about your own health, your own creativity, and your own ability to change and better the world. Let's read that one again. Do you get so busy with their life that you forget about your own health, your own creativity, your own ability to change and better the world? And then the last one, this is a big one. This one actually probably should be one, but this is the last one. Do you sometimes cry after an interaction with them? Okay, so if you answered yes to any of these, these people are on your crappy person checklist. And these people might be the reason that you're not excited to go wherever you're thinking of going today for Thanksgiving. And so this is your day to change that, right? Like don't cancel on people. Don't be that person. But this is, this is your reason to change. This is your opportunity. This is your excuse. This is your empowerment to change the people that you hang out with and the things that happen around you. And uh, um, I, I've been a lifelong fan as long as he's been in the ecosystem of Gary Vaynerchuk. 
on and off, right? But one of the things that Gary talks about that I also talk about a lot that leads into this uh, crappy person checklist is the idea, and he's he did not invent this. In fact, I, I think it might have even been, I don't even remember who it was, but um, might have been in the 80s, right? It's, it's not the 80-20 rule of sales, right? That 20% of the sales force brings you 80% of your profits or whatever. Um, it's the idea that you my friend, are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you spend time, and this is where Gary, what Gary says, and, and I think this is uh, the 2017 version of that, right? If you spend time with losers, you will be a loser. If you spend time with winners, guess what happens? Or my iteration of it is spend time with people that make you better. Spend time with people that bring something into your life that you don't already have. Spend time with people that are smarter than you, more creative than you, more empathetic than you, more joyful than you. And I, I think back to August, I lost a dear friend uh, to cancer, not unexpectedly. Um, you know, it was, it was a tough go and, and I don't really want to get into that. Uh, but to say that through that entire journey, Brandon was the most optimistic, most positive human being I've literally ever met in my life literally ever met in my life and every day since he was diagnosed and every day since he's left I think about that I think about how can I be like him in this situation because this is what he would do I'm not doing that I'm failing this moment right now but if he were here what would he do how do I change that get those people in your life get those people in your life and celebrate every day like it's today I mean, to me, that seems like a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. All right, because it's Thanksgiving, I'm not going to do an hour. I'm probably going to do about 30 minutes. And so for the last 15 minutes or so, I want to talk about Ryan Holiday. I think if you've got somebody on your Christmas list that likes discipline, likes to learn, is looking for something to do over and over and over again, the Daily Stoic that Ryan Holiday wrote, if you like Seth Godin and Seth Godin's daily blog, I would say part two to that is this book called The Daily Stoic. The other two that I love and I have gifted almost as much as Seth Godin's Your Turn is the two books, The Obstacle is the Way and The Ego is the Enemy. And I'm sure that there's a gift set somewhere either on Amazon or Ryan's website, uh, but I, I have not prepped for said gift set. But I'm telling you that those two books, I have gifted more than, to be perfectly clear, the three books that I've gifted the most in my life and continue to do so. War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I read that book every single year and I give that book away a handful of times every single year. The Obstacle is the Way and Ego is the Enemy. And then, like I said, uh, Seth Godin's Your Turn. Those are the four books. I count Obstacles the Way and Ego is the Enemy as one technically because I think if you read them together, it's a super powerful combination. But those four slash three books are the ones I give away the most. And Ryan Holiday is one of these guys that I just think is an amazing thinker and somebody who challenges me to look at the world in a different way and challenges me to push myself to take emotion out of situations that don't demand emotion and celebrate things more than I might currently be celebrating them. And so he wrote a piece yesterday entitled, Here's How to Give Thanks Not Once a Year, But Every Single Day. And so I want to close by reading this to you and then wish you the happiest of Thanksgiving. And I'm going to go do some cooking. Okay, so here we go. The modern practice of this Thanksgiving holiday here in America is that we're supposed to take time and think about what we're grateful for. And the candidates are usually pretty obvious. We should be grateful for our families, our health, 
and that we live in a time of peace and for the good laid out in front of us. All the usual suspects. I agree. These are important things to recognize and appreciate. It's also good to have a specific day dedicated to that occasion. So, by all means, celebrate. But over the last year, I've come to practice a different form of gratitude. It's one that's a little harder to do and goes beyond the cliche and perfunctory acknowledgement of the good things in our lives. But as a result, creates a deeper and more profound benefit. I forget how I came up with it exactly, but I remember feeling particularly upset, rageful, if I'm being perfectly honest, with somebody in my life. This was someone who had betrayed me and wronged me and shown themselves to be quite different from the person I had once respected and admired. Even though our relationship had soured a few years before and they had been punished by subsequent events, I was still angry, regularly so, and was disappointed with how much space they took up in my head. So one morning, I sat down early with my journal, as I do every morning, and started to write about it. Not about the anger that I felt, I had done that too many times, but instead about all the things I was grateful for for this person. I wrote about my gratitude for all sorts of things about them, big and small. It was just a sentence or two at first. But then a few days later, I did it again, and then again, and again whenever I thought about it and watched as my anger partly gave way to appreciation. As I said, sometimes it was little things, sometimes big things, opportunities they had given me, what I had learned, a gift they'd given me, what weaknesses they had provided vivid warnings of their behavior. I had to be creative to come up with this stuff, but if I looked, it was there. A few months later, I came across a viral article about a designer who had gone through a painful divorce. Prompted by his work computer to change his password every 30 days, he decided to use this medium as a chance to change his life. The password he chose? Forgive her. So at least once per day for the next month, often multiple times a day, he found himself typing the phrase over and over and over again. Each time he got to work, each day when he got back from lunch, his computer would go to sleep, and while he was in a meeting or on his phone, he would type, forgive her, forgive her, forgive her. It struck me that there was something similar about my gratitude exercise and the small success I had had. It was easy to think negative thoughts and to get stuck in a pattern with them. But forcing myself to take the time to not only think about something good, but write that thought down longhand was kind of rewiring my own opinions. It became easier to see that while there were certainly plenty to be upset about, the balance of the situation had still overwhelmingly become in my favor. Epictetus said, every situation has two handles. Which was I going to decide to hold on to? the anger, or the appreciation. Now in the mornings when I journal, I try and do this as often as I can. I try to find ways to express gratitude, not only for the things that are easy to be grateful for, but for what is hard. Gratitude for that nagging pain in my leg. Gratitude for a troublesome client. Gratitude for the delayed flight. Gratitude for the damage from the storm. Because it's making me take things slow. Because it's helping me develop better boundaries. Because the flights are going to be delayed. And I'm going to be glad it wasn't a more important flight. Because the damage could have been worse. Because the damage exposed a more serious problem. And now we're solving it. And on and on. Donald Trump once tweeted, Happy Thanksgiving to all, even the haters and the losers. And in his own way, he's right. We should be giving thanks even to the haters and the losers. Actually, that's particularly who we should be thanking. The haters for pointing out our flaws and keeping us sharp. The losers for being losers so we don't have to. Or whatever. The point is, there's something to be thankful in everything and everyone. And especially in the haters and losers. This is part and parcel of living the life amor fati. Instead of fighting and resisting what happens to you, accept it. You love it all. 
It's easy to be thankful for family, for health, for life. And even if we regularly take these things for granted, it's easy to express gratitude for someone who has done something kind for you, whose work you admire. We might not even do it often enough, but in a sense, we're obligated to be grateful for such things. It is far harder to be grateful for things we didn't want to happen or people who have hurt us. But there were hidden benefits in these situations and these interactions too. And if there wasn't, even if the situations were unconscionable and irredeemably bad, there's always some bit of us that knows that we can be grateful that at least it wasn't worse. Let us accept it. Marcus Aurelius wrote this himself in his own journal some 2,000 years ago. As we accept what the doctor prescribes, it may not always be pleasant, but we embrace it because we want to get well. The Stoics saw gratitude as a kind of medicine. That saying, thank you for every experience, was the key to mental health. Convince yourself that everything has the gift of the gods, Marcus said, and that things will always be good and always will be. This isn't easy to do, obviously. We should try to do it because the doctor asked us to try this experimental procedure and because the old way wasn't working well either. I'm not saying this will be magic, but it will help. So as you gather around your friends and family this Thanksgiving or Christmas or any other celebration in the next month or so, appreciate it and give thanks for all the obvious and bountiful gifts the moment presents. Just make sure that when the moment passes, as you go back to your everyday, ordinary life, that you make gratitude a regular part of it. Again, not simply for what is easy and immediately pleasing. That comes naturally enough, and may even go without saying. What is in more desperate need of appreciation and perspective are the things you never asked for, the things you worked hard to prevent from happening in the first place, because that's where gratitude will make the biggest difference and where we need the most healing. Whatever it is, however poorly it went, be grateful for it. Give thanks for it. There was good within it. Write it down over and over again until you believe it. All right, my friends, have an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, I look forward to talking to you. Remember, tomorrow it is the holiday mixtape, the 18th year of the holiday mixtape. And man, am I excited to share this with you. 90 minutes of music. Uh, it will be dropping on Spotify at midnight. So depending on what time you're listening to this, it might be in mere minutes. And if it's in mere minutes, go forth and enjoy. Until then, though, gather around, give thanks, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk soon. Take care.